Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Uwe Dockhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Joe Pardo. How are you doing, Joe? And where are you hanging out right now? I am hanging out in uh, right outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania here in the good old US of A. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm going to butcher, I'm hopefully not going to butcher your name. Super Uvda. Uvda? <laughs> you got it. it. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Ding, ding, ding. Love it. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. <laughs> so, a profit strategist, Super Joe Pardo, brings a series of strategy, application, and execution planning to every entrepreneur, team, or business um, that he works with. Founder of the Super Joe Pardo Show and the Independent uh, Creator Conference, Joe focuses on putting the right methods into the best practices in order to bring about personalized solutions for each client. And I think uh, your mission statement, as you also say on your website, to grow your profit while building your business for your lifestyle is remarkable and very inspiring. So I'm very thankful that I can talk to you today, Joe. Thank you. I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. I always I love talking to new people and talking business, of course, is is in my DNA. So I, I absolutely can't get enough of it. Wow, I can't wait to get started. Shall we dive in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? Yeah, so I, I, I work with entrepreneurs to, to medium size, so medium and small business owners uh, who are looking to get to that next level. They're, uh, they're not quite sure what's potentially holding them back. Maybe they know, but they don't, aren't willing to admit it to themselves. Uh, and th there's three key areas that they might have a problem in. And those three key areas that I work with is the team, the offer, and the process. So the off the team is, you know, their team members or, empl or employees, however they choose to uh, say it, because that could be a culture thing that they have to work through themselves. Um, you know, how the team interacts with the company, how the team interacts with the owner, how the team interacts with management, how the team interacts with customers, you know, and the, that kind of the process plays in a part of that. And the next is the offer, right? So that's the sales, that's uh, the marketing, that's the actual offer that we're putting together to, that we offer. Maybe it's a bundle issue that's going on that, that you know, needs to be addressed or a, uh, a verbiage issue that needs to be addressed. Um, something to that effect. I also work with Avatar building um so that, that the you know the company can really hone in on the, the messaging for that specific uh demographic that they're trying to reach as well as the process which um integrating technology into the process right i, I have a, a rich it background going back to the mid 90s as a kid uh growing up in my family's business so i know what it takes to figure out what the algorithm that you might need to implement is um, looking at the numbers, analyzing the numbers. I'm a very numbers analytic uh, analytical person, uh, but at the same time, I'm also a person driven person where like I see businesses as a robot that want to operate 24 seven, but they have soft gooey insides. They don't have circuits and, you know, uh, hard insides this because there's people right. And those people have outside influences that are, you know, that all of us are dealing with. It doesn't matter if it's a, the 
the team member on the lowest end of the totem pole in the, in the business, if that person is having a bad time because of outside influence, because of inside influence inside the business, then, and it, and it, and it can affect all the way up the totem pole. So it's important to make sure that we are supporting every single chain in, you know, every single link in that chain to make sure that we are strong um, and, and able to support each other in different ways. Wonderful. And uh, I love the combination. And also, you know, there's always a next level. And so what are the common mistakes they make when trying to solve that problem? Yeah, I mean, the number one thing is, is like, oh, we tried that. Oh, cool. You tried that. Yeah, that I mean, that happens, right? We try things, but technology changes, the situation changes, the team members that we have on board change the outside influences change right what was radical technology that was on the cutting edge of like well we don't quite understand we're kind of scared well that might have been five years ago and now things have completely changed become more user-friendly and become more adaptable to where you are as a business today because what got you here is not what's going to get you there um and sometimes i, I also like a lot of my customers find that like it I don't want to say it happens by mistake, but like in some ways it's like, oh, we, we kind of, we fell into the thing and then we got lucky and, and in a sense that like more people wanted it and it continued to grow. So we did with the things we learned, the things that we had to do to get to where we are today, but that doesn't necessarily like, I'm not going to come in and tell a baker I'd be a better baker. Cause like, I don't cook, I don't bake. That's, uh, that's my wife's department, right? She's, she's 110% uh, in charge of that for everybody's <laughs> safety and sake. Uh, and for that, I'm, you know, but I can come in and be like, okay, let's put together um, some KPIs, right? Key performance indicators and figure out like, what's what where's the baseline and where can how can now how can we get to where you want to be you know how can we turn out more bread how can we turn out more customers to your events how can we turn out more uh customers to like sales events or or um better marketing so that they're coming back with you know maybe it's coupons or or uh, messaging you know getting that messaging right building that avatar so we know exactly who we're going to speak to because if you just have your regular show up to the bakery you're probably going to have a bad time when you're like, you know, uh, I don't know if it's all working out. Or the other thing is, is if your numbers aren't right, like I, I wrote a book called sales won't save your business. And one of the key things there is like, if you think you're making money, but then it seems like, huh, we never have enough money to pay the bills. Or we're always kind of like a little behind. Maybe your costs in the system aren't right. You know, there's these little things that's like, you know, maybe we just don't know the exact cost. Maybe we're underestimating what that cost is or not, you know, not close enough to what it should be to know that we're making a profit. So at the end of the day, like, hey, there's enough money at the table. So we actually have some profit to take. And maybe we take profit first. Maybe we don't. Uh, but we gotta, we gotta have a baseline to start with. And that's one of the things that, um, that people don't necessarily have the analytical background to know, or the person to part, like some people are like, Oh, I know how to manage my people. I manage them like I want to, but, but for some reason they always seem to leave. Uh, I can't keep people more than like six months to a year. They just, they always seem to leave me. I don't understand what that, what, what's going on. Well, maybe it's you, <laughs> you know, maybe it's the way that you're managing the people. Maybe, you know, you treat people the way they want to be treated. Right. Uh, and until then you set a gold standard, you, you treat them like that until you find out what they want. And then you start to give them the way they want. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot of the key issues that, uh, we run into and, and I end up playing therapist sometimes just as much as I play and, you know, Billy being the analyst, uh, numbers guy. <laughs>
No, no, so true, so true. And uh, the only constant in business and with people is change. So therefore, you're always up to uh, the task. Um, so before I ask Joe, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something to our audience here. If you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Joe- Ding, ding. What? I love that, by oh, the way. That yeah, is thank great you. <laughs> marketing because word of mouth is is so pertinent, especially among podcast listeners. As a podcast content creator for the last seven, content creator since 96, uh, yes, that is word of mouth, A number one. Sorry to cut you off there. <laughs> no, no, good. I love it. This is life. This is interactive. So Joe, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that issue that you just mentioned? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think uh, one of the things that I always work with on the, the first things that I work with with bus, uh, business owners is when they don't when they don't feel like they have enough sales. Uh, we go back to the basics of what problem are you solving, right? Answering that question and then figuring out who the avatar is for that. Um, you know, a lot of small businesses, entrepreneurs, even medium-sized businesses don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to throw at ads and campaigns that are basically throwaway to find out what works, right? The spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks. We we don't have that uh, luxury. Even, you know, even as a medium-sized business that's doing a couple million to many a million a year, we don't have that luxury because we might might be running on very thin margins at the end of the day. So um, what we need to do is we need to like get buckle down and say, okay, let's build an avatar. Let's go through. I, I have 80 questions that I asked to get into the psychoanalytics, the, the basics, like, oh, how, what education, where did they grow up? Like how many kids they have, that kind of stuff. But then we go into like, are they an Apple or are they an Android user? And why? What part of, and then figure out like, okay, let's look at the specifics. Like if they're an Android user, which Android do they have, right? And why? And then look at the marketing that's done from those companies. So you can start to say, hmm, what is speaking to that specific person that I'm trying to create? And now you, um, I've gone through that with, with some of my clients and, and actually found out like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we actually need to do one for the the spouse of said person because that's actually the person that's going to you know. And, and if these are questions. Is like it takes time to answer those questions. You know, it, it could take an hour to sit down to make one person. You know, you're building a story around that person, and you. Um, I'm big into the whole story branding. Are you are you into the story branding? Absolutely. Right. So, so when you go to build like a, a TV show, a book, you have to make like the Bible, quote unquote, of of the, all the characters. Where are they from? What did they do? What? How did they think? How do they react? What were the situations that enabled them to act like that? What was their biggest upside? What was their biggest downfall? Like all things like that go into figuring out. Like, okay, if I can speak to that person. Um, now my target is so much bigger and we can actually really customize those messaging. So it's like, they'll get it. Not everybody's going to get it, but the people that I'm trying to reach will see it. They'll know the light will go on. Ding. I know what's up. I'm going to go by because obviously they're speaking my language. So I'm going to need to borrow your bell because, you know, as a response to what you just shared with us, so I'm really thankful for that. So You're welcome. Give us a little bit of the bell sound for, for your own. Yes, there you go. go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. So Joe, what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will help with that issue or in a broader sense? 
Uh, yeah, so I have the Super Sales Rocket. It's got five uh, methods that I use when I work one-on-one with business owners to grow their sales in their business. Um, and basically, you just go over to superjoepardo.com slash rocket, drop your email address in. It'll go right to your inbox and uh, you'll, you'll get it. And then if you want to learn more, like, you you know, there's so much over at superjoepardo.com from videos, the podcast, the blog posts, the uh, wealth of knowledge and interviews with other entrepreneurs and business owners from literally around the world. Mm, wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing this wonderful uh, resource. So, Joe, sure. So what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? Uh, uh, why do I feel that everything pays rent? Everything and? pays rent, right? Yeah. Why does everything pay rent? You yeah. ask? Oh, I'm so glad. I'm yes. so I'm so glad you yes, asked, right? Bell, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm so glad you asked. So uh, everything pays rent. When you have a building, you are paying square footage, you know, for that square foot. I don't know. What do you, uh, uh, those are freedom, freedom, uh, meters, I guess, in, in your, in, uh, in Europe, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you play square meters, uh, you know, in, in, in Europe and the, um, you know, for each, each, um, everything you put into that space takes, takes up part of that dollar value, right? And the things that you put there have to be able to pay their rent in necessity or pleasure, right? So uh, pleasure could be like, uh, one of my favorite diner, I don't know if you guys, you guys have diners in, in Europe, right? Yeah, I, I've, I've been to Europe like one, literally one from, time. from the United States, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> borrowed a great term. So, you know, there's a car, there's like a classic like 1950s, 19, late 1940s car in one of my diners that I go to around here. And does it, does it add value to it? Yes, in some ways, but it takes away in the sense that they can't put tables right where that car is. Um, but right where that car is, they're really, you really wouldn't put tables. It's like right when you walk in. And so it, so it's like, it adds value. It takes up space, but it adds value. So in, in some ways that's paying its rent. When you think about inventory, you know, think about like, okay, if I have these little boxes, but then I have a ton of these little boxes and they take up this much space on my shelf while well, I'm paying for that square meter, you know, meterage, meterage. I don't know if that's the, term. <laughs> I don't know, square footage, uh, freedom, you know, freedom feet, um, in, you know, in my shop. And if they aren't turning over, then I need to like say, Hey, they're not paying. It's right. It's got, I got a, you know, fire sale, get it out there so I can get these other, you know, items, these other LTT store water bottles and put them there because guess what, this is actually moving and I don't have enough space for, and, and it, so maybe I only need to keep a couple of those little boxes on my shelf, less taking up less space. Um, and, and it's just a way to think of everything. So like square, you know, your square footage of your, of your desk is everything on your desk paying rent. You know, uh, I've done, you do that where it's like, you take everything off your desk and then you put it in a box. And then as you need the things, you take it out and you put it back on the desk. And then you'll be like, oh, there's like 10 things here. I don't actually need these on my desk. And you, after like a week, couple of weeks, you, you kind of, you know, discard them or donate them or whatever you're going to do with them. Find another shelf for them. Um, you know, so things like that is, is, is how I try to live my life through percentages and thinking about, you know, is, is it paying its rent? Mm. So speaking of efficiency and effectiveness, so I love it, definitely. So, Sweet. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this brings me to my last question. It's a personal one, Joe. When was mm -hmm. the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? 
Ooh, um, the last time. So, yeah. So, okay. So my daughter, uh, who's five and my son, who is three, I was, uh, teaching my son how to swim, uh, out in our backyard in our pool. And my daughter was getting kind of jealous about it. And she went over and she did one of, she did one of these for anybody listening. She pulled down on my, my son's shoulder and he didn't have a floaty on or like a floaty, uh, a flotation device on him or anything. So right. he just learned how to swim. And, um, you know, I, I got mad at her and I told her to get out of the pool and go sit down and, and take, take some time and, and all that. And afterwards, uh, she, you know, she came to me and said, you know, I was, I was feeling jealous about, um, about that, you know, I was about you spending time with Dom and teaching him how to swim instead of giving me lessons. When I tapped down, her like, "Hey, just swim back and forth. You just got to work on swimming." So you just swim back and forth uh, on the side here. So, um, you know, I, I so I, I gave her I gave her a hug and told her like, "Hey, you know, I'm super proud of you for for admitting this, uh, but I'm also super upset with you because you, you could really hurt Dom because he literally he just cannot swim just yet." being you know only three years old and never being because of covid not being in a in a professional swim uh lesson setting so that would with that it would probably tie for that and um uh we're getting ready to sell the building that my grandfather built uh our company and if you go to my website uh that you'll see a, pic, a like a drone shot of a giant building with like lots of trucks and stuff and we're getting ready to sell that property uh in the, in the near future here and um it's it's kind of bittersweet but it you know it just is what it is. It's time to, it's time to move on and, and, and then to be sold. So. Yeah. So this is a little bit of a sad note, but I, I love the story about, uh, you know, sharing those moments with your kids, even if they were kind of like, you know, kind of like struggling in the first, but then it's kind of like, there's always this little spark of something that surprises you and uh, with your loved one that gives this kind of spark and uh, also this, beautiful goosebumps moment because it creates a memory and i think these are so precious uh having those with your family right joe absolutely it's it's like the movie inside out if you haven't watched it you should because you'll cry um and and it's it's this you know the, the 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 memories can have positive and negative sides to them right. and um you know ultimately it wasn't that big of a deal you know i was right i had my hands under him so it wasn't that big of a deal it was more about the point of it right. uh that you know hey like you don't do that to somebody because you're gonna hurt them um but you know it's it's a magical it's a magical moment uh that you you know you just you just cherish those things and it's it, i'll tell you um it's one of the hardest things about being home like working home all the time through covid and it being summertime my kids being so young it's like ah, i know i need to get i need to shoot these videos i need to do this marketing i have this stuff going on but it's like 90 degrees outside and beautiful and i and we i gotta be out there with the kids because like they're gonna be going to school in a month you know and a half or so and and i you know this is the last summer before they like really get both be they'll both be in school and then we'll be on that roller coaster of school and summer school and summer so trying to trying to it's hard it's a it's a hard balance it's, it's it really yeah, is i get it yeah no i understand so absolutely and thank you for sharing this wonderful story and the insights you know with your loved ones and uh, thank you joe for our conversation it was a pleasure talking to you and i appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you shared with us today Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I, I really, it, it's super you, you, the, you, the, you, the, 
Uda, Uda, yes, Uda. <laughs> well, I will get it. I appreciate you having me today. It's been it's been an absolute blast, and I really hope that uh, somebody gets something out of this and shares it with their with you know somebody that they care about and thinks we'll get something out of it as well. So helpful. Thank you again. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening, and as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.